Have you had a sip of the coffee yet? I have not. Cheers. Mm. That was a good clank. Good clank. Oh, clanked my teeth. <laughs> Bad clank. Wow. Right? That is um special, right? That's fucking good. Yeah. So you put caramel in this. Yeah, yeah, I got this caramel syrup off of Amazon like a year ago. All natural? I don't know if it was all natural, but it was like the the barista recommended brand. Oh, it's fucking good. I might drink this in like a matter of seconds, honestly. I mean, you kind of have to. So, all right. So there's a, the specific oat, oat milk brand mm. that I was trying to find at Whole Foods is the other day. One, is, it, is this the one you got? This is the one. This is the good one. It's very good. I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna steal this idea off you. So that's sweetened. Oh. And the caramel on top of that is double sweetness. But Oof. the the bliss resides in the froth. I mean, I'll I'll say this. So when I I make a a chai tea every morning. Every uh, morning, I didn't know that was an every morning thing. And every morning. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sometimes green tea, but mm-hmm. but my thing that makes me like that makes me happy to wake up to most of the time is chai tea. So I I use oat milk, but you mm. have to have the right oat milk. Right. I've had to get the oat milk that's non-fat before, or not had to, but there was just all they had left. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough day. Not a lot of froth. Yeah. No froth. Borderline no froth. So it's the fat that gets it frothy. Mmm. That's good to know. Yeah. That if you're if you're looking for good froth in your tea or coffee, yeah. And no, there's fat. No in, fat. There's fat. Not the in, way. No fat. No fat is not the way. Not the way. Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah. for good froth. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then I'm assuming there's some good fat in this oat milk. I guess I didn't know that there could be fat in oat milk. Yeah, I guess there's there's got to be fat in a lot of things, right? Well, that's good. That means it's like not dry boring oats that they're using no n- far from boring <laughs> Taste, tasting this coffee they're using very um you know uh what's the word uh intro uh, extroverted oat milk <laughs> this, is, this oat milk gets around yeah this is a night on the town socializes yeah they're like this oat milk is like the uh, cast iron pan of oat milk yeah seasoned Seasoned. podcast it's your boy jay bird and mikey dunn what's up mikey dunn what's up jay bird hebert what uh what's your day been like good my day's been pretty good uh woke up at around 11 o'clock uh, slept in it's saturday here at the sitting ducks uh podcast hour headquarters headquarters justin's apartment um oh and we're uh, filming filming ourselves for the first time yeah we are filming ourselves for the first time um thanks for watching if you are yeah peace up <laughs> peace A-town, up tell A-town, us A-town down. tell us how your morning was in the comments oh please we love there's we, nothing more we can geek on geek out 
about more than how people's mornings were. Yeah, let's let us geek on your morning. Um, mm, I geeked this morning. I wait. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said let's 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 geek on you know their their morning. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, feels feels dirty. Feels dirty to say geek on. Yeah, I took it dirty. That's what I, I just. Oh, that's what you were getting. That's what at? I was implying. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Don't listen to me. We'll cut this out. Geek on, geek on to me just uh, doesn't feel dirty. I guess now that you said that, that it does feel dirty to me. It traditionally does not feel dirty to me, but for some reason, yeah, I interpreted it as dirty today. Right, and the Instagram comment section is a very intimate and vulnerable setting, so mm. maybe, yeah, maybe don't share your morning with us. I don't. No, I won't. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, not you, our audience. Oh, sure. Well, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your deepest and darkest on the Sitting Ducks Instagram page comment section. Yes. That's where it's at. We're the new Reddit, the Instagram Sitting Ducks comment section. That's, I've always wanted to be the new Reddit. You, we've, we've got shows tonight. This is Saturday. Uh, we're, this, is, this is Saturday. We're recording this on a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I listened to a podcast this morning. Uh, called the Backline Podcast. It's an improv heady. Yes, I shared I shared an episode with you. Mm -hmm. Um, the title of this episode was uh, "Is the Herald Dead?" Oh, and I thought a lot about you, obviously, because of Doctor Nighttime. Mm -hmm. Y'all do a modified Herald, sure do, and special Herald. I think you know y'all's modification uh, to the Herald tells me. How you feel about the Herald? Hmm. Yeah. Can I get? Can I, can I take a stab? Sure. Oh man. Yeah, I love this. Uh, so I think you think the Herald is well in, in, intentioned. However, yeah. you feel that it is slightly outdated and not the most fun in its current or in its in its written form. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I think um, I think it is subjectively speaking, we started doing a we started out doing a lot of montages in mm -hmm. our early improv uh, experiences. A lot we of did. people do. Yeah, um, but we think we liked it a lot more than a lot of other people do as well. The Herald? Uh, no, montages. montages. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, not a lot of people. I don't want to generalize or project, but. I do think a lot of people tend to like something with structure when starting out at improv. Sure. Where we, or me personally, uh, I my first house team that I got put on was a Herald team. Yes. Uh, which is what led me to being here with the uh, Herald. And that's I was not true. Of, no? No, you were, you were on one, one two, two, three bananas. bananas. Oh, right. What were we? We were Montage. Yeah, we were Montage. Montage, baby. We might have done an Armando, which is just a monologue into... A montage i mm. believe okay i could so, be wrong so i guess uh, my second team pegasus was a was a herald team yes and i remember at that point being like i don't really want to do the herald because to me it often feels like a very rigid Lim structure limiting yeah and yeah limiting exactly it's like if you whatever your first scene is in the first beat that's coming back later whether right. you like it or not because and, it, and it's coming back in a very specific time in exactly right at a very in the in the first scene of the second beat yeah. after the first group game 
So uh, the the non improv audience is like, wait a minute, what the fuck did you just it's say? Okay, so I can I can do I can try to do this auditorily. I think yeah, I yeah lay it out. So, I think it's fairly simple. This yeah. is the classic Harold. Yeah, classic improv Harold. So um, a lot of times people will have an opener. Yeah, uh, I'll get to that later with how Doctor Nighttime does it and how we've modified it. Um, so they'll get some type of opener, which is getting the get and getting as much as many pieces of information to inspire your set off of that. Mm -hmm. And then when the Herald begins, there's the first beat. The yeah. first beat consists of three scenes. Mm -hmm. So you do scene one, scene two, scene three. That's group. That's uh, the first beat. Mm -hmm. After the first beat of three scenes, you do a group game, which is when everybody's on stage together. After that, I, people who know improv hate me so much right now for explaining what a herald is. But hey, don't is be big-headed. <laughs> Not everybody listens to improv um, or watches improv. So we have a widespread audience, everybody. Okay. It's not just improv people. It's not. It's, it's mainly improv It's people. It's 25 people. <laughs> I think 24 of them are improvisers. And there's probably one. <laughs> Some weird dude in Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah. Who... who just likes the the he listens to our, our voices to fall asleep. He exactly. doesn't even really care. <laughs> he doesn't even understand what we're saying. <laughs> um, okay, first beat, three first scenes. Beat. After the first beat of three scenes, into a group game. Everybody, guess almost what? everybody. Guess what? Guess after, what? After that, it's another beat of three scenes, and guess what? That first scene of the first beat has to continue in the first scene of the second beat. Yes. And then so on with the second scene and the third scene. That's the second beat. Yeah. And then you go into another group scene and then a third beat, which is used usually three more scenes of a heightened version. So it's a lot of callbacks. A lot of callbacks, but it doesn't have to be the scene necessarily. It just has to be a continuation of one of those characters' journeys, journeys. or the world in which they created. So you could right. you could be referring to people in the first scene in the first beat, yeah, and have those people come in and influence the second scene of the second beat, right? Or uh, that was too specific, but you sure, know, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. But okay, so that's the as it as it's written out in the improv bibles. Yes, that is the truth. The sacred texts. So with that. There's there's structure there, but it's also very rigid because you need to repeat yourself most of the time. Yes. Or you need to do specific callbacks at specific times. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I think that, and for other people too, it makes them get in their head a lot. Right. Yeah, because you have to, not only do you have to be on and remember and bring back specific things, you got you got to... <laughs> yeah, you have to continue the you story. You to continue on. the story, and you got to pay attention to what's happening in all of the the three first scenes because you can play mm -hmm. anybody at any exactly. time, especially if you have a small team, right? Which Doctor Nighttime does sometimes. Well, I'd say we have for, six people. You have six, but for a Herald team, like six people is is like a, a small team, considering right. how much. Weight there is to carry, right? As right. as a group, yeah. And if one person's out, you're you're down to five. But I like so we I've done a four person herald before the mm -hmm. way our team Doctor Nighttime does the herald, and I love smaller groups because we did a mono scene last night too, by the way. But to that point, yeah. When you have four people or less, um, that you you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself in order to contribute and like 
you know, you have more weight on your shoulders. And I right. think it's a good thing because it keeps you hyper aware of what's happening and, and honestly ultra focused. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It forces you to be absolutely present. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it not only like mindful of everything that's happening so that you can call it back, but like, uh, never mind, I forget what I was going to say. Yeah, you have to be, um, you want the audience to have a good time. Right. So in order for the audience to have a good time, they need to feel smart. They need to feel like they understand what's going on just as much as you do. Right. Otherwise it, it just turns into like the audience being really confused. So keeping things simple as in the Herald is really important, but mm. often a challenge, especially if you're in these confined areas, right. which in, to which in perform, uh, to perform with. And yeah, you can get in your head really easily. I think with that much structure. Yeah. You, you said it, you said, it, you said it perfectly. I was, uh, what I had forgotten what I was going to say earlier mm-hmm. is that you got to be efficient. Which yeah. means being simple, yes, and like getting in, getting the, getting the joke out, getting the game out, mm-hmm. and establishing a character worthy of coming back to. Right, you got to do it quickly. Yeah, and you got to do that three times. You got to do it three, three times. more times. Yeah, <laughs> three more times. Yeah, and again, you want the audience to have fun. Yeah. So, Doctor Nighttime has modified the Herald. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this is not. This is like you know, we're not the first team to do it this way, but. Start with the basics. Who is Dr. Nighttime? Um, I'm going to try. Uh, so, can't talk. You got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do some deep breathing exercises. Who is Dr. Nighttime? Dr. Nighttime is me, Mikey Dunn, two, Mindy Deering, uh, three, Julie Talbot, four, Matthew Pina, five, Jared Altmaier, and six, Josiah Conway. Why'd you say Josiah for last? I was thinking about him the whole time, but yeah. I was like, I don't want somebody else to go last, but Josiah and I are good enough friends to where like he'll, he'll, he'll understand that he took one for the team to not be last, but he knows I love him. That's, yeah, that's Josiah's character. Yeah. That's what I love about him. He's like, He's a team player. He would totally understand yeah. why I did that. Yeah. And he's comfortable enough with himself to know that, you know. That he's loved. He may have been said last, but. He was really first. We all know who the worst one on the team really is. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it Jared? What? I'm no. Just... <laughs> I was, was going to say it was me. Oh. That's, well, neither of those. Nobody, no, there is no worst player on that team. No, not at all. No. Um, no, I, I fucking love our team. Um, yeah. I thought you were just taking a do- an opportunity to dunk on Jared. No. So I was trying to beat you to it and stop you from doing it. No, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I love dunking on Jared. Yeah. And Jared loves being dunked on. Jared loves being dunked on. Unless he doesn't. But regardless, he he makes it really fun for everybody. He makes me feel like he likes getting dunked on. Yeah. He's given me no reason to not think he likes getting dunked on. (sighs) But man, wouldn't somebody who doesn't like being dunked on give off that they're having a good time. Mm. He doesn't know how to say no. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to ask his him his yeah. comfort level of of dunkage. We'll ask him tonight at yeah. uh, Dr. Nighttime 7 p.m. show. We'll ask him, "Jared, do you like getting dunked on?" and he'll be like, "What?" Yeah. And we'll be like, "Answer the fucking question, Jared." Yeah. Answer. Yeah, we'll dunk on him as we're yeah. accosting him. All right. 
We'll cut this out. Um. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So that's that's the Doctor Nighttime team right there. And uh, what we do is we do an organic opener, which mm. is if anybody knows what organic opener is, not a lot of people like doing it because it's very strange. Not a lot of people like seeing it. Not a lot of people like seeing it. That's an even better point because it's exactly what it sounds like, which doesn't really sound like anything. But what it is, is uh, you get a word or some type of inspiration or get from the crowd, yeah. audience, and uh, you pretty much, it's a physical activity. There's no dialogue really other than if you're, you know, Well, it's all, it's all sound though, right? It's, it's all, all sound and movement based. Sound and movement. So you give me Lumberjack and we'll start swinging an axe. Mm-hmm. But all of us, all six of Dr. Nighttime, um, needs to swing an axe in the same way. So it's a lot of right. mimicry and mockery of each other. <laughs> mimicry, mimicry and mockery. Shit, I got to write that down for yeah. the next you're Instagram. Cop- you're copying Instagram and post. kind of making fun of or heightening, right? Mimicry and mockery. Yeah. Dr. Nighttime. <laughs> Are they mimicry or mockery? Um, I'm going to get that tattooed on me. That's a good tattoo, man. Um, so yeah, so that the the organic opener is just everybody's just kind of like being really goofy and uh, uh, copying each other, and what it leads into is the first scene of the first beat, which is the first scene of four scenes for the first beat instead of in the traditional herald, which is three scenes in the first beat. Yeah, we're gonna play a little like verbal. Uh, what's the difference? <laughs> with you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so far, there's a big red circle around the fourth beat in that first scene. Fourth beat, or, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We know we're getting to the fourth scene um, in the first beat, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what that allows you to do is you can pretty much... So, when we then we go into the group game. Mm-hmm. So, but then in the second beat, it's still three scenes. But what's different about the traditional Herald, which is you... You continue the story of the first scene in the first beat, yeah, and then so on and so on throughout the three beats. You kind of you go in the same order. What we do is you can take any one of those four first scenes in the first beat mm-hmm. and continue that story in the second beat. So you could do this is gonna get tricky. Everybody follow along. You could do the second scene in the first beat yeah. as the first scene in the second beat, and then from there on, the second scene in the second beat can be any of the remaining three scenes from the first beat. And then the third scene can be any of the remaining scenes of the last two beats that haven't been used or scenes that haven't been used yet. Well, so, so we're going four group game, three group game, and then it's whatever we want. So it can be a montage. It can be, um, a burnout. Wow. It can be a mono scene. Um, it can be whatever you want it to be, but what it does allow in that third beat. Yeah. The biggest height, the heightening beat, the one you're trying to end the show with. Well, guess what? Because we didn't use one of those first four scenes in the first beat. Yeah. If there was a strong character from one of those first four beats, that character could come back in the final beat. So you're saying specifically in the scene that doesn't get used mm-hmm. in the if, first beat. Yeah. It can make its way into the second beat too. It could just sure. be a, a you know maybe there's a parallel that the. There's a really good character from a scene you're not using, but the character's really good. Maybe he's a time jumper yeah. or something like that. You could, there's so many different ways you could go about it. So it's like you, you've taken the, the training wheels off of the Herald, really. Exactly, yeah. And, and changed the handlebars from you know, the, your traditional handbrakes that get crossed up when you spin the bars around for one of those really sophisticated clamping ones so that you can, you can do bar spins 
at will. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You know, so, so you've taken the, and you've put pegs on. Mm. So you've taken the herald. Okay. That's an and, interesting analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really technical, and then it just ended with like, and then he just ours has pegs on it. <laughs> And, ours, and, ours is like a sticker on it. It's got the it's got the playing card and the spokes to yeah. make it sound like a motorcycle. It's like it's seemingly nothing has changed, but a little bit of flair. The whole thing's different. The whole thing's different. It's a yeah. completely different experience. But what we do with it makes it so it's not as rigid. And I hope yeah. if there's anything you know anybody listening and under trying to understand what I'm talking about um, can get from it is. It's just a way of really like loosening up the herald and freeing it up without feeling as, you know, yeah, uh, constricted. So when I was at your last show, I think it was Jared that was hosting. Um, I asked you if you wanted a light and you said, uh, no, it's we're, herald team. it's we're herald team. We don't need the light. But you end your show with pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. So is there a moment you're looking for in the last beat, last series of, of, of scenes to end the show on? Or are you just kind of like trusting that you'll remember that it's, it's like 40 minutes? So I think our, um, I think our goal as a team mm-hmm. is as a Herald team with, with structure is we should be able to end our own show. Yeah. If we need a light to end our own show, we're not doing it right or we're not putting a good show because sure if we're getting in the habit of timing ourselves or just like getting a good sense of pace with the herald because Mm -hmm. doing those first four scenes in the first beat yeah you would think wow that's gonna be a really long herald because heralds are usually traditionally long because there's a whole fucking thing to get there you need to hit all these notes in order to be for it to technically be finished right otherwise you're cutting a herald short if Mm -hmm. you're ending it in the second beat on before the last group game yeah um so I think that the only reason we're able to do that is because we're a good team that not, I don't mean, I don't mean we're a good team. I mean, we're a good uh, collection of people that trust each other. Yeah. So that I, we could talk all day about how the structure helps us as a group, but like yeah. no group is good unless they're um, on the same page with each other um, on a, for, a, you know, on a kind of an emotional level. If you, you know, teams have to be, um, have to trust each other mm-hmm. and feel supported by each other and not like, well, those two people, if they go out on stage at the same time, yeah, it might not be great. Mm-hmm. Or you can feel, you know, it could just feel, you have to, the crowd, unfortunately, improv crowds is, as, um, as lost as they are most of the time when it comes <laughs> to like what's actually happening. Sure, sure. They're not lost at all when it comes to sensing real connection between players right. on stage and real trust. Because mm-hmm. people in the audience know that seems fucking scary to just go up there and not know what you're going to do on stage. Right. But guess what? It is, especially if it's with people you know who you don't trust. Right. So we can talk all day about structure and you know practice and whatever. But yeah. unfortunately, improv is like such a a game of being a. a, a uh, it's vulnerable. Uh, you're very vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Like where else in your life, other than I guess living out your day to day, do you go into these these situations like totally unprepared? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't ever really go into the, into the grocery store prepared. No, but when but do you go into the grocery store or go to work and like pretend to be an Italian chef 
<laughs> there was that one time, but right. that didn't sure. last long. Yeah, but but that's the thing, right? It's <laughs> everyone, like everyone knew really quickly that I was not was not an Italian chef. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, you're at work. They're, they know what's going on at work. <laughs> sure, like, sure. That's not the guy we interviewed. <laughs> Who also, the fuck is this? Also, this is... Why is he in Italian? Why is he cooking food? He's supposed to be editing video for us. Why is he cooking food? He's mi- he's he's pretending to make food <laughs> right now. He's miming making food. Yeah. He's not even making it. He's, he's making the noises he's, with his mouth. The boss is just like because he, the boss is hearing this via someone else, and they're just like, wait, he's not even making food. <laughs> I thought you said he was a chef. When it's all just like word of mouth, it's like yeah, yeah Justin is in the fucking kitchen right now. He's just like he's a, he's acting like he's an Italian chef making a five course meal, and his Italian accent is very offensive. But no one likes it. <laughs> Mar- he's trying to feed us. Mar- Marcy's mom is from Italy. She's fucking pissed, man. <laughs> She's, She's starting to quit. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that was a rough time for me. Um, but all that to say, uh, yeah, teams who trust each other uh, really stand out. And yeah, one absolutely. team that I'm seeing in, in the community standing out big time is uh, going to be opening for you tonight. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. The Swamp Dogs. Swamp Dog. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to start calling. Swamp Dogs. I want to call them Swamp Something. Swamp Dog is just the name of a, uh, a singer I like a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that, but that's that's improv, baby. But Swamp Dog isn't just, you know, to him. I mean, Swamp Dog's a very common saying. What? Really? I'm calling them the Swamp Dogs of, Swamp Dogs of Improv for now. That's great. The Swamp Dogs of Improv. Yeah. I'm gonna write that down too. <laughs> Why are you nervous? I'm I'm unvelcroing my buckle. <laughs> what? I have a velcro, I have velcro buckle you pants. Oh, man, I just watched you unvelcro your both of your shoes. Oh, I miss velcro shoes. Cool. Thanks for taking taking me through uh, the Herald from both your perspective and the perspective of Doctor Nighttime. Oh, absolutely. Um, Can talk about the Herald all day. I've grown to love the Herald. Here's one one observation I have. People people often say that the Herald is is a lot like Seinfeld. Yep. But I kind of think that the way Doctor Nighttime does the Herald is more like Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, saying who says the Herald is like Seinfeld or Seinfeld is like the Herald? I think that's like common nomenclature. Yeah. Is that no bad? Is that right? No, nomenclature? I've never heard nomenclature before, personally. Really? I probably have, but maybe you're not using the right word, but the <laughs> syllables make sense in my head. All right, hang on. Nomenclature. Let's ask Siri. What is nomenclature? Nomenclature is a system of names or terms or the rules for forming these terms in a particular field of arts or sciences. Okay, That's, I think you nailed it. I think I fucking nailed it. Yeah, do you find that in a book? <laughs> <laughs> fucking reading, dude? I've been reading. I dabble. You do a little read. I see your screenshots you send me on, on uh, text. Yeah, yeah, trying to uh, share the oddities of, of things that I'm reading with y'all. I'm about it. I think more friends should text each other pages of books they're reading. What was the recent one that I shared? Oh, the recent one I was sharing was funny. pretty, it was pretty about, heady, right? It was about funniness. Let's see. I kind of want to take off my sweatshirt. Uh, this is what I sent in the group check tags. This is from uh, the book How to Write Funny. It's around here somewhere. I'll uh, also link that in the show notes. Oh, wow. We got, we got fucking show notes. We got show notes. Uh, psychologists have a lot of theories as to why people laugh. 
It's a gesture of submission in a complex interpersonal dynamic. It's the result of a positive state. It's the brain processing an error, an error, error. an error in stimuli. It's any number of other nuanced, involuntary, intellectual, or social responses. Can you read it again, please? <laughs> I just think, you know, if me personally, like I'd probably skip backwards if I was listening to the podcast to... Uh, to rehear it? Yeah, because it's right. so insightful. Okay, well, it's... In, and I think the re- real reason I, I circled it and sent it to the group was in hopes that a conversation like this would happen mm. because... I think that's a great way to think about life. I in text was like very, this is, I read first thing in the morning with my cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That to all that to say the first page or two of whatever I'm reading while I'm consuming said cup of coffee are usually completely lost to me. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. So I was like, what the fuck does this even mean? Mm. It's using big words. I know it's got to be accurate in some way. Right. I'll share with the group and maybe it'll come back up later. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and then it's coming back up. It sure is. All right. Psychologists have a lot of theories as to why people laugh. It's a gesture of submission in a complex interpersonal dynamic. It's the result of a positive state. It's the brain processing an error in stimuli. It's any number of other nuanced, involuntary, intellectual, or social responses. That's uncontrollable if it's real right it's not totally uncontrollable it's not totally uncontrollable no no, no I'm, I'm echoing what you're saying oh, yeah. it's totally uncontrollable yeah. well, in some in some instances well, how did i respond in the text i think you gave it a thumbs down oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> it's like dude just stop fucking reading <laughs> stop sending this bullshit uh you <laughs> you wrote sometimes you just gotta let the fuck go and laugh mm. Amen. And then Josh followed that up with, I laughed once. It felt okay. I've seen it. I I'd try it again, given the right situation. I hope so. I hope we, I hope we can get to that point again. It's speaking of, as someone who, who's laughed and laughed, laughs often. Yeah. I've noticed uh, that I am laughing more in scenes and oh, not even breaking. attempting, not even attempting to cover it up. Yeah, no, people people love it. But I think the struggle of keeping it down is sometimes more fun than just cackling, Yeah, which I've been doing. You said something yesterday that made me literally LOL. Last night? Yeah. I said, I think I saw you when I said, um, we did a mono scene last night with Emma and Josh. I said, uh, it's like my mom always used to say, a feather day keeps the doctor away. Oh, a nipple feather a day. A nipple feather keeps the doctor. <laughs> a nipple feather a day keeps the doctor away. I think it was nipple doctor too. A nipple doctor. Yeah, oh, I think it was good. Yeah, those damn nipple doctors. I would look. I would look up for. I would look for that line. But I guess I could. Here, listen to it. A uh, feather a day keeps the nipple doctor away. So my grandma used to say that. Wow. Wow. What a night. <laughs> Dude, that that set was forty five ish minutes long. Forty five minute mono scene, and we managed to tell a complete story in one space. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we kept things really simple. 
but also had, uh, made the stakes uh, really high. Really which high. Is, which is really a great way to approach a mono scene is yeah. try not to get too chaotic and lose steam, but try to find a way to really... Jesus Christ. Oh. Sorry, we're located right outside of a racetrack, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keto mono scene, don't blow your load. Don't blow your, your load. Oh, my God. Take your time. And I think, you know, that's that that the true truth could be said for any scene, really, in, in improv. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes, you know, montages just require a lot of rapid, rapid fire. I think that's why we like them, because we love, like, bringing a lot of energy mm-hmm. to scenes. Honestly, and I think City Babes might eventually do this. Okay. Spokane. Oh, fun. Which... Is to me the combination of mono scene and montage. Sure. Because there is one through line that you just spoke from. And the spokes are meant to be same world, just completely different. Right. So you're always going back to the core base. Always going back base to the core base. of the scene. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what so that's so that's the hard thing about a Spokane is that whatever you do for that first scene is the fuck was that i think it might be the um engineers uh <laughs> fixing one of the ra- coming to fix one of the race cars yeah no shit it's yeah go ahead it's the fucking engineers mechanics topic. whatever yeah. i think they're yeah. kind of the same i think they would be honored to hear you Engin- refer to them as yeah i mean it, it, what is mechanics other than a type of engineering right i can't do it <laughs> I just tried changing the fucking radio in my car. Not even changing it, just yeah. getting back there to plug this fucking speakers it back in because yeah. somehow it came unplugged, and I fucking fucked it up. <laughs> I hate I hate dealing with cars. I was just thinking today. I was like, man, cars have been around for maybe I don't know, just over a hundred years. Like at least commercial vehicles for yeah. for people to buy or uh, consumer vehicles for people to buy, and. It's just insane that within, I would say, less than a hundred years, in that in that way of people, a lot of people getting cars, um, we they've become like such a huge part of society. Yeah, there's cars all over the world because I guess we we in the United States made the first cars. I don't know what the real trajectory on that is. As I think far that's as, accurate. I, I mean, like, I feel you know, gross saying it. Right. The you know, I mean, like, but Ford, I think it's accurate. Ford, Ford and yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff like. But I'm not as same with planes. The Wright brothers, I know the Wright brothers in North Carolina, right? Well, that's and blimps, right? Oh, I don't know about blimps. Rockets, or is that cell Russians? phones? Cell phones? No, maybe not cell phones. Yeah, something tells me Japan beat us to that, or China, or China. Yeah. Um. Anyway, could go on. Could go on about technology. Fuck oh. yeah, this is a hearty, hearty tangent. What were you talking about? You want to talk about crypto? <laughs> <laughs> And that's it, our show. That's our show. Um, we were talking about the Spokane and always having that uh, first uh, scene always is a huge through line. Really? It, that's it, what we were talking about? Yeah, right before the engineer came through. Uh, fixed for, fixed yes. through yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the tricky part about a Spokane to me is that first scene is the base note of the entire scene. You always, it's the, mm. it's the root of the whole that's show. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Cause yeah, it is. It, it's a lot of pressure to to build a, an environment worthy of coming back to. Yeah, and that it takes a lot of you know uh, confidence in your group to do that. Yeah, like I, like I said, when we if going back to Doctor Natan's Herald, we tr- we were pretty much trying to avoid as much um, um, 
we're trying to avoid as much responsibility and I don't know loyalty to the scenes. Right. You, I, I'm trying to think of a better word, but uh, you know, there's a phrase in 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 at least uh, the video world that I hear. Um, you've got to kill your darlings. Yeah, writing. That's a big one for writing yeah. too. For just yeah. You just gotta you be be willing to cut ties with any of the uh, one of the four initiating scenes. I think it it makes for better work. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys are live editing. I mean, you know, every improviser, every improv team is always live editing, but you are literally cutting out a part of the story if you don't enjoy. Absolutely, it. and I think more teams should try their best when dealing with form to develop control over your show. Yeah. The, the more you let the form and um, structure of the whatever you're doing for improv control your set, the less control, the more control you're losing for putting in a character that you really should be able to you should be able to use if you want to or, you know. Yeah. The uh, something that the this pat, the podcast that I referenced earlier, the backline yeah. podcast had talked about, I think in the episode that I, I shared with you was mm-hmm. um, how much form is actually like writing the show. So, you know, the more structure your form is, the less improv the show. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of it is pre-planned and you're, you're, you know, going in. Now that's not to discredit it and say that it's not true improv because I think there's a lot of beauty in form. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of shows benefit from it. I do too. I mean, the mono scene last night, you know, that is technically a form, but... And it, and and it set up some really strong boundaries for us to to play within, mm-hmm. but within those boundaries came like new creativity. Like absolutely, yeah, I agree. And there was like not not to gush over our set last night, but there was a lot that we played with consistently throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Oh Started yeah. Started with the, the the shrimp. The shrimp was just yep. it was pretty much the the main yeah. driving force of the show. The shrimp, the catering service, right. Um, the, the relationship, our relationship. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, all that to say, like, I think form and, and playing within form makes your montage and your overall improv experience like that much better, you know, being able to do as many forms as you want, make up your own form. Mm -hmm. I, I think of, uh, sorry, if I cut you off. No, I think I try to think of, uh, improv as much as possible in relation to uh music or at Mm -hmm. least jazz music yeah uh in particular right but i will say you know with jazz music which is kind of formless but at the same time jazz has moments where you that that sense of theory uh, with music or that you know the not the sense but the like actual theory of music can come and help play a role to get all the players on the same page at certain times right yeah like oh i'm doing this scale oh i'm also going to go to that scale oh i'm also going to go to that uh, rhythm or that yeah. you know that that sense of time right yeah. and then which is fun and helpful so there's a certain sense of form and in that influencing the set you know? mm-hmm. and then also when you deal with more structured music like pop music or whatever you want to call it yeah you you have a form which is the song mm-hmm. but within the song you have to be able to let go right. and be make it new every time or make it feel, have a certain, you, you know, sense of um, yeah. in the being present. Well, 
I, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how much of like the, um, like blues world borrows from each other. Like a lot of people cover mm -hmm. everybody's songs, songs dating as far back Absolutely. as, you know, the, the early 1700s. Right, which is why the 60s rock era of the British invasion, if you will, is mm -hmm. kind of a controversial, same with Elvis in the 50s. For sure. Where it's, it, it's there's there's a real uh, stem beginning yeah. of uh, the roots of that music. And, you know, obviously a lot of For black sure. musicians didn't get paid out the way they should have. And a lot of white musicians. Anyways, uh, we don't need yeah, to get into that. We don't have to get into that, but, but, but you're 100% but that, right. But like, it's the beauty of blues music, too, right. of course. Yeah, where it's the simplicity yeah. of it makes it very... In, interpretable if that's a word sure 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 like i, I was gonna say like uh, i always thought hendrix's mm -hmm. um watchtower was the best that's a dylan song yeah but it's also been covered by dave matthews and the grateful dead and mm -hmm. now dave matthews to me is the greatest version of watchtower because sure oh, that's just, funny. Just, but it's like everyone has a different version of it mm -hmm. so if the watchtower is the herald yeah everyone's playing the herald just differently and I, you know, yeah. it's like the, playing the forms, you're just playing it differently. So with that Absolutely, mindset, man. you're just like, okay, I can, I can solo, even though this is a team sport. Yep. We're all kind of sharing solo space. Exactly. You know, so it's just, yeah, so, and inspires. We, and we're all human beings, right? Like there are some days where I need somebody else to solo. Right. You know, right. there's certain days where every, somebody else is like, man, I had a bad day, like a bad personal, like, again, we're all human beings. I had a bad personal day and being funny is maybe a little bit tougher than usual for me today. Yeah. But I can be here enough to be supportive and helpful. And then sometimes somebody else is like, is is it that it's their moment? Yeah. For the, you know, and that it's just, it's all about listening again, being on an emotional connection with your teammates and just reading each other. Yeah. When you get to, I always see, you know, just fucking talk to your teammates before yeah. a show yeah i think like being open and this is something that I, I think i struggled with early on and then early on coming back from this pandemic be comfortable with like you know letting your your scene partners make moves and mm -hmm. treating your scene partner like a genius because like you you may have something in mind for a scene a direction you know for your character but you gotta give yourself up to the opportunity that comes with what your scene partner is bringing. And a lot of times, like what your scene partner brings is, you know, counter to what you've got in mind. But because of that, you're forced to think differently. And some, there's like a lot of beauty in those moments where you're like, I wasn't expecting this. Oh my God, but I've got this thing. Yep. You know, absolutely. Or a piece of what you had before still fits here, but it's better because you're building it together. And it's not just like what you had in your head. Again, the best music, the mm -hmm. best bands usually are because multiple people in the band have different perspectives and different right. influences. Yeah. And that's what makes something unique. It's just, um, the, laws of chance are that you know it's you put you put enough random things everybody's personal experience is right. so unique so no matter what you're always going to be having unique, unique yeah experiences. and Just, everyone's fucking day is really unique too and what yeah. you're bringing into the show you know is not what you expected to be bringing to the show the morning of the show exactly. you know empathy 
is really yeah. important with improv. Yeah, and empathizing for the character you're playing too. Sure, is fucking huge. It's a big deal. Yeah, otherwise you can be you know pl- uh, hitting down or punching right. down. Right. You know, easily. if you don't care about your character, the audience is like, "Wow, this game of not caring about this character is really harsh." Like, I'm not enjoying this. I hear it when I've heard um, actors talk um, from films or theater where they're saying, you know, they're doing. They're talking about the character they just played. Yeah. Or someone's interviewing them and asking them questions about the characters. Like, man, that guy, that woman, that person, that w- they were a real piece of shit in this movie, huh? <laughs> man, what was it like playing that much of a piece of trash, garbage human being? Sure. Most of the time, the actors, good actors, I see, when I see, hear them talk about it, they often say, it's like, well, yeah, but like, they also dealt with this. And like, right. how would you feel if you were abandoned and like, what kind of person would you become? Like they, they have to find a way yeah. to connect with this person as a real human being as bad as they could possibly be. Right. In order for that character to feel real and yeah. like a shitty person, if they're just playing a shitty person, you're borderline doing like some Shakespeare shit, which is great, but not it's we've evolved, I think. Yeah. Um I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I love awkward celebrity interviews that are like so funny. Kind of like you know, the interviewers like thinking really highly of themselves in the moment. Yeah. And the the, the actor's just like, What do you stop? They're trying to get some dirt, trying to right, make or, some yeah. spicy. Yeah. Uh <sighs> I uh I read something really interesting in 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 the the, the, the Times this week that I was preparing uh, to to uh, write a bit around for um hosting tonight if I was if, too. if the if it if the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. Fortunately neither of us have to host. There are no. people have signed up. But the um the Times had a a, a story about people interviewing for jobs remotely and uh lot like cheating the interview by having somebody else speak for them and they just move their mouths on the video call oh my god i know wow yeah oh that's that's ballsy that's ballsy and i'm thinking if i'm an employer and Good i've god. interviewed somebody who is like clearly not qualified for the position but willing to go the extra mile in today's job market yeah fucking a plus man you got the job i'm, I'm gonna teach you how to do yeah, this because great. you want the job bad enough to risk looking like a dang fool on day one some real creativity right there but it's happening enough that the new york times needed to write a fucking story about it <sighs> wow how wild pretty wild I'm uh, really happy with with the conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time, but I'm really happy with yeah, the really conversation happy. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh it's rare that we is it rare that we jam out on improv this much? I don't know. I, I feel like a lot our podcast is not devoted to to improv in any form necessarily, but we are made up of an improv community and. Uh, I think yeah, we, I think we also really like talking about improv. Well, it's our, it's our, it's our cup and saucer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hate laughing like that on mic when I hear it, when I listen back. Uh, but that was funny. Um, yeah, cup and saucer. Yeah, okay, then no, that that let, 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 let that not be the thing we come back to. Wow, it is a blizzard outside. Oh, it is snowing. God damn, no one's coming tonight. Oh, that sucks. 
sucks, yeah, well, but... Hey, well, you know, I'll say this, too, to the improv community. Um, you know, take advantage of those days where no one's there, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't do let, a, do don't, a mono scene. Do a 45-minute yeah, mono scene. Exactly. You're not, you know, it's... It's always great to yeah. play for the crowd and uh, for sure. be there for the crowd and show them a good time. But if no one's there, take it as a take it as a unite. Take it as a unite. You know, I mean, the, the, it is filmed and there's an there's an online audience. Right. But take it as a unite and and take risks you may not normally take. I Absolutely. mean, I feel like good good moments come out of those risks. And you know, honestly, on those nights, on any night, really, I am looking to make people break. Yeah, exactly. You know, like if you're not trying to have fun, like I feel like improv is, is such a uh, awkward experience if you let it be. But if you go out there and you are showing that you are having so much fun, the audience is going to have so much fun too. Absolutely. And yeah. for me, the fun is like people in the scene thinking what is happening is so ridiculous, so funny that they can't control it. And laughter begets laughter. Yeah. And the last show, the last Crotch Davidson show, I made you, I made you break. Yeah. But I had, I had considered it, uh, not the, like the fullest of my making you break potential because you, you'd clued me into the fact that you were a little tipsy that night. Right. I was, um, so it was a I, win, but it was a soft win. Do I not break a lot to where like that was, you don't break, you don't break too often. Okay. But, right. but last night during our mono scene, again, not trying to gush over our performance last night, Yeah. but it was fantastic. And if you haven't watched, go watch it. Oh yeah. Uh, Quattro Titanium. Quattro Titanium, baby. Guild. YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I have not watched it yet, so I, I, I will, I, I might actually do that. The fun of the fun of of and I'm gonna get 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 to the point here. The fun of of improv is that y- the more real you are in the scene, sometimes the funnier it is. Yeah. And Josh yeah. and I had been playing video games. We'd been playing Xbox for yeah the, uh, the good the good five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was we were kind of really into it. And then you know, I tried to tried to get get you in on the game, and you'd ask what we were playing, and and I and I said FIFA. And it, and it, I got the the laugh, I got the break that I think I've always been looking for from you. So yeah, it was a good one. I don't know why. Accomplished. It was just a great response because you hadn't established what video game you were playing. You just said we're playing Xbox. Yeah. And when I asked what you're playing, you just said FIFA, and you just <laughs> said just FIFA, and that was it. That's all you said. That so a lot of like what I I read about comedy is that is, words some words are just funny. Exactly. Yeah. FIFA. It's a fun word to say. It's a fun word. Yeah. You can't knock the simplicity of what's funny. But also I feel like we've all got that one friend who like really loves playing FIFA. I also think for that scene when I think I had come into the scene saying that um, somebody had uh, tried to been mur- tried to murder you, tried to murder me. And yeah. the fact that you guys were just playing a chill game of FIFA, which is just, you know, however many yards of grass and you're just <laughs> running back and forth. <laughs> little people, little people running back and forth on the screen. <laughs> I don't know. I visualizing them, that in my brain with how, um, like dis- deter or not, uh, but like how disturbed my character was with just like a chill game of FIFA. Yeah, I, I thought they very, just got me good. Uh, it's very good juxtaposition. And honestly, like in that scene, I was like, oh, this is some army game, some right. bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, and just asking those. It's okay to ask some questions. Everybody. Oh yeah, it's great to ask some questions, especially when it's clarifying something that everybody, including the audience, is in on. You mm-hmm. know, right? 
Um, but all right, you got to get to your show. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and watching. And uh, please uh, let us know if you like the show. Let us know. Give yeah. us any and all feedback. Uh, we know that there are roughly 25 people. <laughs> I think at least. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, if, if you could let us know who you are. We've got stickers now. Oh, we got stickers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, if there's any topics you want us to. Um, yeah. If you're like, oh, into, I, would love, I would love to listen to you guys review the book. The Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, we'll read and review that book for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love that. Yeah. Just like a, uh, uh, audience suggestion. Yeah. Uh, topics. Yes. I won't read a book over 200 pages. So I guess that's a, so that could be something interesting, right? For future shows. We ask our, we ask our, uh, our, our fans, if you will, out there to I a, don't say that. It makes us, uh, makes our, us, our, our audience, our companions, our friends, our friends. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah. Our ducks, our du- little our fellow, ducklings, our ducklings. Oh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're I guess fan, uh, uh, fans of things are usually supposed to give themselves names, but for now we're gonna call you all the ducklings. Um, yeah, quack quack baby. Yeah, we could get a, a suggestion from the ducklings. Yeah, and we, if we get enough, we can randomly pick one, and then that's how we can start a podcast is based off a suggestion, and we just talk yeah. about it whether we know it or not. And if we don't know, it, we're looking it up and we'll talk about it live. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, and if there's a podcast. If there's a podcast that you like, that you're like, oh wow, I would love to see these two goofballs oh, yeah. reenact a podcast. We'll we'll go as far as to set up green screens and put ourselves in that space. Yeah, I love a good. I just overpromised. I'm sorry. I, I love a good costume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now bald cap. Doing, bald cap. I'm not saying we're gonna be Joe Rogan. Yeah. Please don't say that. No. We're not gonna do that. Absolutely not. Off limits. Maybe. But if there's another bald podcast around there that you want us to pers- I'm gonna bong cap baby yeah yeah cool well uh, now y'all know now um, y'all know what we're looking for from you if you wanna give anything yeah. to us and if it's just uh, I listened to like the first half of your podcast then then you wouldn't hear this part so never mind in which case <laughs> fuck that and yeah in which case we can see that you're dropping off after the first five or so minutes and um yeah it's okay it's okay yeah we don't we don't have it's you know i don't think it bothers me doesn't bother i'm not i'm not bothered by it enough to bring it up on the podcast that's for sure all right thanks for uh listening thanks for watching and uh we'll see you next time i guess yeah we always say as we always say you never never do Do we always say that? I think so. I th- we should definitely start. We'll talk about it.